Welcome to How They Get You, the podcast where we're not afraid to question Santa's corporate interests. <laughs> do you want to hear my other one, actually? Yeah, go on. Do me the second one. Um, this one is really just for you, because I wasn't sure how much of our audience would uh, appreciate it. But uh-huh. welcome to How They Get You, where the F, if in FMCG, stands for festive. <laughs> Yay! In-joke! <laughs> I don't think FMCG is an in-joke. I think it's an industry phrase. Yay, industry joke. <laughs> Terrific. Um, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Woo! Woo! It's actually uh, St. Andrew's Day as we record. But, um, oh, well, that's one for the Scots. Very nice. Yeah, we'll do our Iron Brew uh, double bill next <laughs> month. <laughs> Let's keep you on your toes. So uh, this time around, we're thinking of doing a Christmas ad extravaganza oh uh, someone's prepared <laughs> that is all the content i prepared for this episode Excellent. um but let's tell you a bit more about this podcast first time listeners this is a show where we like to talk about marketing and advertising and all these forces and how they try to convince you to buy stuff you maybe don't need mm-hmm. uh, i'm here with my good friend Faye. Faye, why don't you tell them about your uh, christmas credentials Hi, I am Faye Crookshank, and I've worked in marketing and advertising for about six months longer than the last time we recorded one of these podcasts. Um, But interestingly enough, thanks for the intro, Laura, I have also worked on not one but two Christmas adverts and a Christmas charity single. So I have, you know, I've got a bit of skin in the game as we talk, start talking about Christmas adverts. It wasn't John Lewis, just oh. uh, just, just so we get that, you know, elephant out of the room. Oh, right. Sorry. Never mind that. I, I, did you want to call the the John Lewis guy? Or? Well, Elton John. Merry Christmas. Um, I'm Laura. Faye, I guess, isn't going to return oh, sorry. the favour. How rude of me. <laughs> and I have really strong opinions on four OD's use of ad breaks. Go on. Why do they repeat the same adverts yeah. so many times? 4OD is a flawed platform, but that's for another podcast. But let's let's get back to the topic at hand, Faye. Uh, it is the season to consume. And as you mentioned before, you have worked on a couple of uh, advertising campaigns with a festive flair. So I guess... Before we kind of dig into this year's uh, commercial offerings, I want to ask you for your insight. When you work on a Christmas ad campaign, how do you even approach this whole festive situation? Festive situation. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm a bit of a fraud, really, because the Christmas ads I worked on, they originally weren't meant to be Christmas ads. We were trying to make an advert and just turned out that it would fit very well at Christmas. So... You know, the av- the John Lewis and the like, they will work these Christmas adverts months, like 10 months in advance. Crazy timelines, big budgets, but still under a lot of stress. So Christmas ads really, what you're trying to do, I guess, is first of all, stand out. Christmas ads for the UK are almost like, I guess, the, our Super Bowl equivalent. You know, the only moment in time in the UK where everyone talks about adverts and enjoys talking about adverts so Christmas ads are really important for brands but since the whole John Lewis I mean when was the first like big John Lewis ad like 10 years ago now they've definitely I'd say become even more important for just you know these Christmas ads they're almost like short films now aren't they yeah I guess that's the thing that I was talking about with um friend of the podcast Neil earlier Hmm. um you know because I kept complaining about how long some of these adverts are um I kept saying sort of like that's 
You took two minutes, 40 seconds from my life and I want them back. (laughs) But like, yeah, he was saying, well, in a way, it sort of seems like they're made for YouTube now rather than TV. So like the TV slot, maybe they'll run it once or whatever. And then everyone just goes on YouTube to discuss them like they are pieces of um, cinematic art up for some kind of award. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny you say that because the main thing that dictated our timelines was actually the slots available. So like working really quickly to hit the X Factor final, the I'm a Celebrity final, um, would dictate when we'd, when we'd want to air our adverts. Not so much, you know, a certain day in November or even October, some of them now. Yeah, but I guess it's a really smart use of money ultimately because, yeah, you'd probably have to buy a few TV spots and then get everyone talking about them and get all those kind of organic shares online so try and get more bang for your book because as we've talked on one of our previous podcasts we know november is a very expensive month it's funny because um when i was looking up some of these adverts ahead of the episode i actually just went to an article on zoella.com oh which was like, the past. had them all collected in one place and i think that's not uncommon that you have websites saying here's the john lewis ad like mm. looking for clicks um, which extends beyond us two who are literally doing a podcast on it. I have to yeah. imagine there's a broader audience. No, there's an appetite for it. Like I said, it's the only time of the year that people do want to engage with adverts and like you can't really put a price on engagement or you can. It's a very expensive TV month <laughs> and a very expensive production <laughs> cost. So mm, you can. But yeah, it's it's really worth its weight in gold to have people actually wanting to talk about an advert. And I guess you get a few different types of Christmas adverts. You get what I'd call like the hyper sentimental. Mm. And, you know, we've all seen those in the past. The idea is that it's meant to tug at your heartstrings. Some people cry at Christmas adverts. I feel like they probably have other stuff they really want to cry about, but that's a whole other podcast series. It's a stressful time. Um, (laughs) It's a stressful time. You have like, you know, the cheeky ones and sometimes like the satirical ones making fun of the ones that are trying to make you cry. And then you have the ones where it just is like, stuff. Yeah, yes. I, I love I love all the tropes. I'm so glad you've listed these. I feel like those I feel like more recently and again this year, one of the categories almost is like British things, you know, the ones that are like to the tea swillers and the windmillers <laughs> we salute you and that's oh this they're so annoying. But yeah, there's other tropes like you're right, just stuff or like big tables of food, like we've got food. Everyone else has got food, but we've got more. Um, love it <laughs> love it there's um it's like the renter celeb category so like how many celebs can we make normally voiceovers but how many celebs can we crowbar the production values on these are really no expense spared this year we've got marcus rashford in the aldi advert we've got is sports. that actually him yeah yeah lol very <laughs> cool it got don french in the ms food yes we've got there's a sports direct christmas advert which has got like green like chocolate yeah, yeah chocolate people and then what are the tropes? You have the sort of twinkling piano cover of like Daniel Beddingfield or whatever. When does it end? Do you remember a few years ago? Um, yeah. It was like the centenary of the First World War. Oh, and Sainsbury's Sainsbury's. did their, <laughs> um, they're like Christmas Day uh, 1914. Yeah. The Christmas Day truce Truce. thing. And I think a lot of people actually got quite upset at it because they Mm. were like, this is disrespectful to the memory. Um, But in my head, I'm just like, that is kind of a quintessential part of the category of like emotion. Yeah, you will cry. And uh, there's a couple of adverts I might talk about later where I feel like 
more recently, what I've noticed in in some of the Irish supermarkets adverts uh, that I'll talk about now, there's one from Super Value, um, which is an Irish supermarket. And it feels like they're basically trying to do a bit of a me too of John Lewis. But I think getting it all wrong and just making really sad adverts. (laughs) It's harrowing. I'm like, sorry, is this, you know, Schindler's List? Is this hereditary? Or is this like a Christmas advert? I just don't think they've got the balance completely right. Um, But uh, yeah, I think in general, Christmas adverts in the UK, what I've noticed about this year is never have we seen a more uniform theme in terms of like, Last year was shit, so we need to get the magic back. And some of them have got, um, gone a bit more on the nose than others. But um, it's it's quite interesting to see magic and getting the Christmas magic and going over the top for Christmas and clawing back what we lost. It's interesting to see one unified theme. Normally, there's lots of different threads of brands all trying to rival each other to stand out. So a lot of much of a muchness this year, which is really interesting. Did you see the MS food one where Percy the pig comes to life? I actually haven't watched that one. I find it kind of disturbing. Oh, yeah. Um, well, the thing about Percy the pig fate is we eat those sweets. Oh. <laughs> and the other thing about Christmas is it's actually quite a pork heavy time for meat eaters. There's a lot of like pigs in blankets and pancetta everywhere. <laughs> and I just think it was an interesting choice to have an anthropomorphic pig walk around the supermarket mm-hmm. where his, you know, dead brothers just scatter the shelves. <laughs> <It's dark>. <laughs> but they didn't go dark. I think I would have respected it more if they just committed to that theme. But instead, it's just Don French being like a sort of magical Christmas fairy. I do think the, like, obsession with anthropomorphic, like, animated Everything. carrots... <laughs> Like now, and I I thought, well, we'll talk about the Aldi one, but there was an interesting like outcry that I read on Twitter before the Aldi one had come out that they'd sacked off Kevin the Carrot. And, you know, it is interesting that now Britain seems to have this weird parasocial relationship with a fucking <laughs> animated carrot. Um, I don't think, I mean, I didn't used to be a big fan of Kevin. This year changed my mind a bit. But uh, anyway, we'll get <laughs> Really? <it. laughs> mm, yeah. Okay, okay. Shall we? dive in with our first advert which is john lewis's 2021 offering unexpected guest yes right there's a boy he's on a bus some kind of nonsense coming from the sky he puts on his hat (laughs) he's concerned he's walking through the woods oh there's a spaceship oh there's an alien girl he's he gasps and runs away now he's in a very nice house (laughs) That's just a wonderful piece of property right there. He's got like a little jumper thing going on. He's back in the woods. Ooh, there's a humming space station. Oh, the alien girl's here. She's spooky but chic. (laughs) He makes his jumper play a tune and then kind of points at the star on her collar. Okay, now there's a song. He's putting lights on a tree. She's doing some weird alien shit to it. Oh, he's back at home and he's nicking mince pies. And his sister looks very disapproving. <laughs> anyway, he's brought the prince pies back to the alien. It's, oh, no, she's trying to eat the foil, silly bitch. Okay, now he's shown her how to remove the foil. <laughs> she's surprised by snow. He throws a snowball, misses. She blasts him with some kind of exhaust. I don't know what's going on. Okay, now they're just having a bit of a lie on her spaceship. And they're watching something, maybe on a phone. Uh, now they're looking at someone else's Christmas decorations. She's doing her alien shit. He's looking at her. She's looking at him. It's a beautiful moment. He's doing some doodling. 
Oh, the lights are going weird. Oh no, what's going on? Okay, he's running into the woods. And there she is, and her spacecraft is working again. Oh. And he's like, all right, here, I have my jumper. And she's like, oh, that jumper, I love that jumper. And then she kisses him on the cheek. Oh. And love never ends, says the song. We'll always be together, except literally not, because, oh, however far it seems, it's a metaphor. And then it says, for a Christmas as magical as your first. Hmm. Sorry, that was, that was like a real, um... That was a real journey for a song. <laughs> it was quite long. <laughs> I, before we even dive in, just want to say, for a Christmas as magical as your first, is to me quite an irritating um, tagline. Oh, okay. Because if you grow up celebrating Christmas, because you are part of a family that celebrates Christmas, mm-hmm. your first Christmas is when you're like... A baby. <laughs> zero to one. <laughs> The magic level's fairly low. I mean, like, everything's magical back then because you're, you know, an infant. But you don't have this, like, idea of a first Christmas which was particularly magical. It's, like, this constant presence in your life if you are in a family that celebrates it. So I just don't really know what they're talking about. Because if they were, like, trying to address an audience that had only recently discovered Christmas or had a, like, cognitive memory of the first time they celebrated it, fine. But that's that's my English lit take. <laughs> I mean, I think you Not need to give them a little bit of artistic license. No! But, um, John Lewis doesn't need the benefit of my doubt. So, just to be clear, you would, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down. How, how are you rating this advert overall? Meh. A meh. Not even yeah. a thumb. <laughs> <laughs> no thumb in any direction. Covering my hand, generally, Pop in a dismissive hand. manner. <laughs> Um, yeah. To be fair, though, I was set up to not like it because my friend was like, have you seen it yet? It's crap. Ah. So that possibly put me in a more cynical mood. Yeah. But what about well, you? Well, this is it. Like, I think you're exactly right. Like, John Lewis have the hardest task to do every year. I don't envy John Lewis. They've set the bar so high. They've toted themselves as the Christmas advert makers. They have to one-up themselves every year. And they end up, to be honest, I think quite formulaic. Like, I don't think I've seen a John Lewis advert that I've really liked for a, a long time. And this one, again, left me feeling quite cold. Um, it did make me laugh when when the girl first was first introduced, because it did remind me of, like, I bring you love. <laughs> <laughs> so I got Stranger Things from this advert. Yeah. Yeah, she has, like, bad. the short hair and, like, yeah, I think she's roughly point. the right age. And she has that kind of, like, just she's really quite chic. Yeah. In a way, the Stranger Things girl was also quite chic. Good point. It was a vibe. I think I read somewhere the boys meant to be 14. Okay. Um, I haven't double-checked that fact. He seems a little young for 14, but also I'm... He does. I would have put him as like eight. <laughs> I'm, okay, I feel like eight also is quite know. young. Maybe we just haven't really hung out with children. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Um, precocious six-year-old waltzing about i know what's he, what's he think he's doing but yeah i um the reason i wasn't a big fan of this advert right is i think i i actually like the idea of what's the line a christmas as magical as your first i get that if you really rip it apart it doesn't quite make sense but i get the sentiment however i looked at that as a big idea you know the big idea being the thing that underpins the whole advert and then for me, the execution doesn't really sell that as an idea. The execution leaves me feeling really sad. And I'll tell you why. I think she used him. <laughs> I think 
that she comes in and gets this lovely magical Christmas. He like pours his heart into her. And then she just fucks off. And then the end of the advert is like, for Christmas as magical as your first, but it leaves you on a really sad note, I think. <laughs> so that's my that's my rant. This <laughs> manipulative little cow <laughs> comes in and our brave boy <laughs> he gives Don't on her. But yeah, I think they could have left the advert like maybe they could have been a bit of a given a bit of a sense that she was leaving and that was sad, but then, you know, she could have been in the sky. I won't do their job for them, but I think the feeling of a <laughs> magical Christmas. Like she had a magical Christmas. I think he was probably left feeling quite sad and maybe, you know, Christmas is now a traumatic time for anyway. Um, oh, I don't know. He got the check on the cheek, though. Which, it was a bit love, actually, isn't it? Yeah, fine. I think Everything. the point I'm trying to make is I didn't think the... I loved the Christmas as magical as your first line. I didn't like the execution. And then the second reason overall that I'm not a big fan of this, and I think this is a... To be honest, this applies for a lot of Christmas adverts this year and in general, is like I do think Christmas adverts should be advertising something. And yeah, it doesn't need to be here's like a jim davidson's generation game of every single product we have <laughs> but i do think you like fundamentally any advert you should be able to not take the brand out of it you should be able to be like that's a john lewis advert because of x so that might not be all the products but that might be it's never knowing the undersold it's quality goods it's but these christmas adverts now have gone so far in terms of this is a they're very abstract aren't they like this is a short film and then mm. they sort of retrospectively have to like crowbar some some loose product link into it. And for that reason, I just think it, it jars with me. I think it's much a sign of a much more clever advert if you can get a really cool or emotional message and still have your product at the center of it, which will lead me on to another point shortly. But yeah. It makes me think of um, the little advert. Mm. Um, they... Basically, the little advert is like a Christmas now and then a Christmas in the future and then a Christmas in the far future. And I think the idea is that it's like, you know, amazing deals forever. But interestingly, one of the characters in it is always wearing a jumper with like a ton of little branding on it. (laughs) And they actually sell those. Do they? Yeah. Well, maybe not that exact one, but they sell little trainers. They sell little um, merchandise, like... They've almost done a bit of a John Lewis, but it's very tongue-in-cheek, isn't it? Maybe it's almost cool to have, like, little trainers. I think the thing is, like, with little, they have, like, that sense of, like, taking the piss in a way which, like, they just about pull off. So having a jumper with the little logo on it again and again, and, like, it's an ugly jumper. Yeah, it's it's ironic, quote-unquote. It's ironic, yeah. yeah. It's kind of the opposite, because, you know, when you said that just now, I was like, oh, yeah, there's really any John Lewis stuff in it. So it's interesting. It's like they're just going for a straight short film. Yeah. But as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's kind of well, it's kind of too schmaltzy to really work as a short film either. Mm. Yeah. Um, do we want to hear insight from the audience? Please. That's what I'm going to call this little section. Uh, Stephen, friend of the show, Hi, you might remember him as the Mancunian who talked on our Yorkie episode briefly. I do. Yes, you were very fond of him because he was Mancunian. <laughs> it doesn't take much to win you over. No, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> so, you know, he was the one who set me up to not like this. Okay. And I asked him, why did it anchor you? And he said, I'm not going to do his accent, because that will just come across offensive. He said, 
What annoys me about it is that it is obviously ripping off E.T. and other kid and alien films like The Iron Giant. But in all of those films, there is the threat to the innocent alien from a corrupted adult world, and there is peril that forged the friendship. And it's a feature film, so we get invested in the relationship. And I think it kind of hits the nail on the head, because the lack of peril here is noted. Like, I don't know. I just thought that was a really interesting critique. Yeah, where are the stakes, I guess? If you... Well, the stakes are basically she fixes her ship and then flies off. But yeah, I think maybe if they added in that sort of adult world peril, that might have made it work a bit better for some audience. And I mean, especially maybe the nostalgic audience they're trying to hit. Like, is this meant to be for kids? Is this meant to be for adults who grew up watching E.T.? Mm. Is it for both? I don't know. You know, even even this conversation, right, it's hilarious how we're sat here really, really analysing, like, the sort of artistic, the arc and all of, of an advert. Like, it's just what they want us to do. So, yeah, meta. It's what but. they want us to do, <laughs> I suppose. But I think they want us to be like, this reminds me of, yeah, of that film feeling. what I love. And therefore, I will buy a John Lewis KitchenAid. Whereas know. now I shall never purchase something from John Lewis ever again. <laughs> that's a lie. I recently received quite a few John Lewis um, vouchers. I do like John Lewis. <laughs> I do re- like, no matter what the advert does, they can do me no wrong as a, as a store. So we're, we're not brought to you by John Lewis, by the no, way. We receive zero sponsorship for advertising for this project. Unsurprisingly. Shockingly. Um, it was a nice house there, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a nice house. Nice, I guess min- it nice looking mince pies. Mm. <laughs> anyway, okay, so moving on to our next advert. Yes. And this is the Aldi Christmas advert, A Christmas Carrot by Charles Chickens. <laughs> I haven't even noticed that. <laughs> it's a very clever pun. There will be quite a few food puns in this advert. Um, so the interesting thing about this advert I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Faye, was that they had like a 20 second kind of like preview and then they had the full length advert. So people saw the kind of short preview Mm. advert and that's when they were like, where's the carrot? There is no carrot here. Um, Because it was like a banana that wanted to be taken by Father Christmas but was left behind by Father Christmas. And I was like, I hate Christmas. I'm a banana. Yeah. I, I never understand the motivation of food that wants to be eaten in adverts. I do find it like really bizarre and interesting, <laughs> but hey-ho. Shall we dive in? Go. Okay. Okay, we're in Dickensian days. Their words, not mine. We've got this horrible banana mashing up snowmen. Oh, there's like a carrot in his door knocker, which kind of, oh, <laughs> and in the background, <laughs> there is. The fairy tale of New York is an instrumental. Anyway, so the carrot is here. He's the spirit of Christmas. He's showing this banana all sorts of bits. Chris, there's Marcus Radishford, who's helping children. We're being flown over this wonderful Christmas landscape. We're looking at all this food. There's some more food puns. Ebenezer, sorry, Ebenezer Scrooge realizes that he's been a prick. He wakes up <laughs> and he looks at all the snowmen he murked the previous day <laughs> and now he's visiting some carrot family and he says this is for putting up with me with the pudding it's really good okay so the moral of the story is for you to be happy you need to be kind that's it uh kindness is another theme that i feel like has come up once or twice in these adverts mm. 
I think it came up in like the Amazon advert, which I refuse to speak about because I really do not. Yeah, like. there's, a, there's an irony there, isn't there? Yeah, like, we'll not mm, talk about. Well, qu- quite, quite. Um, <laughs> so insight of the year award. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I feel um, a special connection to adaptations of A Christmas Carol because, uh-huh. as um, as you're well in there, <laughs> I was once in a production of A Christmas Carol where I played many of the characters I, I played hear, um I hear it had a really good director that 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 pantomime as well yes <laughs> so it was directed by a fake Crookshank mm. it was a formative moment in our relationship um I played young Scrooge I also played uh Bob Cratchit I also played a um, dirty old man buying some used sheets versatile it was, I'm very versatile um if you are looking for someone for your acting needs you know uh hit us up on Instagram um, anyway <laughs> anyway what did you think Faye thumbs up thumbs down yeah I like I said earlier I don't I didn't really used to like the Kevin the Carrot. I thought it was a bit lazy. And then when they kept like reusing it, I was like, oh, get an original idea, Aldi. Stop dining out on this fucking carrot. But um, this time, for a few reasons, no, I, I did really like it. Maybe it's the puns. I did think Ebanana Scrooge was a particularly <laughs> excellent pun. And Marcus Radishford. Um, so like pun content alone. But you know what? The reason why I really like this is exactly almost the reason that that John Lewis I think for me gets it wrong or a lot of adverts get it wrong is that food is so at the center of the idea of of this and Kevin the Mm -hmm. carrot and it is so you know it's 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 food at what do LD sell food so ultimately you're like 10 steps closer to like an advert that actually sells the product and sells the brand and then and then I think having that at the center and just making a really clever advert out of it big win for me for me the relevance of it as well like the thing is which is probably also part of the downside of john lewis they must start making that ad 10 months in advance so it does feel a little bit far removed there's no like social commentary in it which you don't have to do but i love that the aldi one feels very relevant and that they just take the piss so you've got cuthbert the caterpillar cake in the background somewhere you've got marcus rashford making an appearance you've got those gingerbread men who are also in the bake-off sponsorship i was wondering if that was a yeah, they have a good thing about putting some icing in it because they slide down a cake. Um, like, so I just think this advert is, it's Aldi's world and we're living in it. And I just th- I just really think it's great as a sort of, I guess, piece of entertainment using iconic assets, unmistakably Aldi. The whole be kind piece at the end is nice. And they've got like a charity link. They'll donate so many meals. So again, it's nice. I feel like it is a bit crowbarred in, but I'll basically let them off because the advert tickles me so much. Yeah, it's just very Aldi. And uh, I think they're an excellent brand. We're also not sponsored by Aldi. I mean, I have a bit of a vendetta is a strong word, but I'm not supposed to like Aldi based on, you know, my job so um the fact that i'm sat here complimenting so much i think is 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 me kind of you know waving the white flag and going yeah fine you won this <laughs> round are you just angry for a job at ltv <laughs> let's move on <laughs> anyway <laughs> um and why do you think the kevin the carrot you know predecessor as just didn't work for you was there not enough pun I just liked the Ebanana Scrooge. God, here's me sl- slagging off John Lewis for like fitting an ad- like a whole idea around something and then it's what Aldi have done, but they've just done it better. I think the other thing um, 
the reason there are so many manifestations of a Christmas Carol, possibly, is because it's kind of like an emotional shortcut. It's a very recognizable story with a very recognizable, you know, set of kind of narrative principles. Yeah. And we have an immediate connection to it. So they don't have to forge some new connection with us, the audience, because we already know the story of a Christmas Carol. Yeah, that's that's true. Familiarity again will buy you a lot of like recall, how much you remember the ad. If you're you're not telling a whole new story, but you're sort of relying on all of these tropes that have been done by the Muppets and have been done by it's not quite it's a wonderful life. I know it's a different story, but this sort of redemption arc and mean old character and it's easy, you're right. So you can sort of hijack that as a brand and borrow the popularity of something that already exists, definitely. Yeah, I think parodies are um quite a good use of your time. Yeah. Because it's much quicker to parody something than create something. Totally. <laughs> than create something. Totally right. <laughs> And that's why pantomime is the most efficient <laughs> form of entertainment. So for our third advert, Faye, would you like to talk about Pepsi Max? Would you like to talk about celebrations? Oh, I would like to talk about the celebrations one. Okay, let's just gear it up. What's your favourite celebration? Well, spoiler. Actually, no, it's not the bounty. We're going to be talking about the bounty advert. But the bounty is up there for me, right? I'm not one of these weird bounty haters. I probably like the Galaxy Truffle or the Malteser Truffle, as everyone does. Actually, does the Galaxy Truffle even exist anymore? It's just the Malteser, isn't it? Um, Obviously, the Malteser one is my favourite, right? But I do like a bounty. And I will go to the shop and buy... I'm getting really really passionate about this. But and buy the lovely red dark chocolate bounties. They're delish. So, So this ad... When we talk about adverts being based on like a true human insight are the best ones, like sod aliens and sod carrots. <laughs> this is the one where I'm like, yes, that is reflecting, art imitating life. And I love it. So right, please tell us the premise. <clears throat> so it's called The Lonely Bounty. And I'm going to do my narrative again. So I hope you're strapped in. And we begin the advert with the words on screen. Every Christmas... Thousands of bounty celebrations go unloved. And there's a in the bleak midwinter in the background. And Bounty has set up a dating profile. He's searching for <laughs> matches. There are no new matches. Oh. It's quite sad. It's a man in a bounty costume. <laughs> He's kind of waving at someone across the park, but they don't wave back. His hand grips and blurs. He's sitting at the sideline of a disco. The woman next to him gets picked up. He looks after the couple as they move off. And they kind of look sad. He's waiting in a restaurant. Time is passing. The candle's melting. The candle's melted further. He blows it out. And he is now sobbing on his sofa back home. He's looking out the window. It's raining. And there's a woman in a Brussels sprouts costume. She gives a little wave. He kind of points at himself like me. Oh, and then she's disappeared. He's sad. Oh, the doorbell. So rushes over to the doorbell. And there she is. And she's got a sign. It says, call me old fashioned. Then she drops it but I wouldn't go up with any of these guys. It's the love actually trope, isn't it? It's the love actually trope. And then it's a bunch of the other guys in the celebrations advert. My favourite thing ever. Next sign. is thick milk chocolate moist coconut. Next sign. To me, you are perfect. And then she looks sad and kind of like throws it and her signs and she walks away and she's walking down the road. And then Mr. Bounty's coming after her slightly awkwardly because he's in a bounty suit. And then he takes her hand and they kind of walk down the road together. It's very cute. And then the words are, not every bounty is so lucky. And then we're kind of talking about returning your unloved bounties this January via the bounty return scheme, et cetera, et cetera. 
All right, Faye. Yay or nay? <laughs> this advert is perfect. <laughs> I love this. I think I think it's a real um, strength of this advert how within the first five seconds, I think you know exactly what's going on. Like You know that people hate bounties. You know that that's a real true insight. Something that's really bad is when adverts try and like, make up an insight we're like well that's not a thing but this is i mean it's so true at christmas no one likes bounties so you know immediately where it's going there's a few nice surprises with the love actually thing again borrowing something that people can give a bit of a knowing look at um brussels sprout again that's the sort of vegetable equivalent of the bounty the brand is on screen for the whole time it is like a wet dream (laughs) for a brand manager um it's brilliant it's so british uh i don't is this going to be on tv i hadn't even seen it before you before laura had sent this to me i'm hoping it's not just going to be an internet campaign but um i love it i really love it so i actually personally feel that the love actually um man at door well, i mean this time it was a woman in a brussels sprout costume person at door dropping the signs think it's a little overused it's cheapened um, it hasn't it like boris did it last year yes well and then he ripped off um he ripped off a Labour MP who did oh, it before. Right. Mm. Well, I don't know if he meant to rip it off, but she definitely did. Yeah, Dr. Rosina Allen Khan. Oh, yeah. Election, actually. Yeah. Got so it. I yes, believe hers I came first, yeah, and then no. Boris Johnson one came. True. But yeah, so it's already been parodied. I think it's overused. You're right. However, for like the British public in general, love, love, actually. I know we are very disparaging of it nowadays, but like it's it's very popular, and I think fine. Again, it's using the emotional shortcut. Yeah. I get it. They're using something familiar. And to be honest, the beginning bit of just the man in the bounty costume, and you have to picture it like oh. it's just him in a wrapper, which like kind of goes all the <laughs> Sorry, this is an audio medium, and we just keep giggling at a visual gag. I love it. Like, the way he walks around, there's so much physical comedy in it. And, like, I can't imagine it was expensive to me. I was just going to say, like, John Lewis, absolute mugs, must have spent millions on their ad. And they've just got your man in it. It looks like he's on a stag do. And his facial expressions, like, this guy is kind of a comic genius. And when he's sobbing on that sofa, having waited all night in oh, that right. restaurant, it actually did make me feel a bit emotional. Yes, it was. Much more, like, the, the John Lewis one just made me annoyed. But this one, like, oh, I was really I think you had feelings for this. Per- like, I didn't have feelings for it. I didn't fancy them. I didn't, I didn't yeah. fancy chocolate bars. You, know, you no matter want what them they to say be together. Women. You root for them. Is that a... Oh, we know. Brussels sprouts in a root. Oh, Damn. I know. It was kind of... Damn, should have used that in the fucking Kevin the Carrot, anyway. Um... And then a note about music. So mm-hmm. I think they had like a cover of In the Bleak Midwinter, mm-hmm. which was funny. <laughs> but going back temporarily to our Aldi advert, the fact that it's um, an instrumental of Fairy Tale of New York, again, was discussing this uh, with Neil, intended slash friend of the show. And he's like, any edge that song once had has just been completely worn away, hasn't yeah. it? Because that used to be quite an edgy song. People would yeah. say, oh, that's my favourite Christmas song. In the same way people say that um, Die Hard is their favourite Christmas their favorite film. film. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was like kind of this gritty song about a couple who don't love each other anymore. Um, looking back on what they once had and the fact that it's all gone now. And now it's just turned into like a cheery instrumental in like a actually very... Yeah. Unedgy you know, advert. Very recognisable. Again, Aldi, they're just fucking smart. And they just, they use tropes and they use things that exist. And and yeah, they riff on them. And I 
I respect it. This year, I respect it. I didn't used to. This year, I actually preferred it to the little one, which I never normally do. But I would like a little jumper, listeners. Anyone? Really? Yeah. Where would you wear it? Massive. It's my edgelord party. <laughs> <laughs> but we just listened to fairy tale me on repeat. Die hard in the background. Nice. Chomping um, down bounties by the handful. I wonder as we uh, wrap up our wrap up our festive <laughs> episode. Maybe if I ask you uh, your favorite Christmas epi- Christmas episode Christmas advert of all time. I'll tell you, but before we do, I have to make a comment about the Pepsi Max advert. I'm sorry, Faye. It haunts me. Okay. And that's because it's one of the adverts that comes up a lot on 4OD. So when I'm catching up on the Bake Off, as is my Mm. want, I have to listen to it. And I was having a feeling this year. I was like, I've heard this before. And it's because they used the same advert last year, 2020. And I don't know why they decided to go with it twice, because that would suggest it was very good. But it's just (laughs) like... It's, I think, probably, like, when you make a Christmas advert, ultimately, like, ultimately, when you make an advert, the production costs are very high, and you need to air it for a long time or in a lot of markets to get your, to get your return on investment, essentially. So when you make a Christmas ad, it's got very, like, low return on investment. It doesn't, yeah, it's, it's difficult. So reusing them, I mean, I get it, but it's annoying, so I don't get why they reuse that one, but there you go. It's- I can't imagine it costs that much unless like it's kind of these two people and they're doing a bit of a wrap Christmas wrapping um and there's like stuff in the background I guess like maybe that's been animated or whatever but you know the lyrics of the rap are things like I came to slay not ho 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 and again you're kind of like there just feels something sort of confusing about what the messaging is trying to be so listeners please go away please watch this advert please tell me what they're going for yeah and the final line is don't compromise which i, I think is a interesting line for a brand famously associated with is okay <laughs> when you ask for coca-cola uh, i uh, must give a shout out to my friend emma gerard who loves pepsi max and goes into pubs asking for it on tap and gets really upset if they don't have it but like <laughs> so hi emma but yeah like i get i reckon the brief for this was almost Guess which soft drink owns the holidays? It's Coca-Cola. So how do we kind of do something about it? Take a bit of it back. Like I think it's not that deep other than that. But I mean their frequency is so high, you say their adverts on every fucking single advert break that I think they need to rethink their buying strategy. But uh whoa. yeah, I I know, whoa, sick burn. Uh, <laughs> Would you like some Pepsi Max for that burn? Ice cold. Ice cold. <laughs> All right, so to answer your question, best ever Christmas advert. I don't know, there's a few contenders. Um, I'm quite partial to the Iron Brew parody of The Snowman. Oh, yeah, lovely. Um, Again, parody, quicker than coming up with something original, uh, plugs into something which is very recognisable, but it's a bit silly. And I feel like that's kind of Iron Brew's fan. Iron Brew's brand is that it's like funny. It's like good crack for a brand. No, that's very good. And again, it kind of subverts what you're expecting and does a bit of a, ha ha, look at all these sincere losers. I'm going to do something funny. And I... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And you want to be in on the joke is the thing. You don't want to be the sincere loser. You want to be there with the 
wisecracker. Wink. Um, yeah. So I would recommend if you haven't watched that, go go have a little we'll link. watch. We'll link it. Um, and I feel like we're both thinking about the Robert Dias really confusing <laughs> um, sexuality. <laughs> Please advert. explain in like a couple of sentences the Robert Dias advert to people who haven't seen it. It's just people being in Robert Dias, like <laughs> announcing their sexuality and then saying what they buy at Robert Dias. So a line from, from from this advert would be, "Hi, my name is such and such, and I'm gay, and I work <laughs> at like, Robert Dias. Like, I'm bisexual, and I'm buying a spiralizer, and like so it's like, oh yeah, you can have this if you're gay or straight. It's um, like, sorry, you go. So. I've seen it written that this is based on another spoof advert, like an American one. Right. That um, I think they're kind of making a commentary about like ethnicity. So be like, okay, you could be black or you could be white and buy this product. So it is, they might have just kind of like taken the same conceit. See, I was wondering, right? Because you know, like the room and Tommy was there where it's like, where did this come from? Is this a joke? Are they in on the joke? Is it serious? That's how I feel about the Robert, Robert Dias advert. It's like, did this just spawn on this planet? What's the origin yeah. story? We like, I need to know. Please write in if you know more. Or well, like, I think I think that's it. I think it's there's enough similarities between the two. I want to know the people in the advert. I want to know where they are now. I want an aftermath. You know those four. You know those four lads outside all bar one where yeah. the lad Bible did the interview with them. I want that. But for the Robert Dias advert, please, can someone well, in the Twitter I, sphere make it happen? I think the bisexual woman's still spiralizing things. I think they're all oh, having a great I'd, I'd time. Say so. Well, spiralizers, I thought they were a bit, you know. Yeah, they're a bit of a time, I suppose. That does but... date the advert. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think the thing is, the reason that advert works, and probably works better if you don't think of it as a conscious spoof, is because the bizarre factor... Um, <laughs> <laughs> is you really quite something <laughs> you really don't expect it because it's kind of like in a way I it's I imagine what the original one the American one was going for was like this sort of satire of washing whether that's like you know rainbow washing or green washing mm-hmm. whatever like corporations trying to show they care and corporations mm-hmm. trying to get involved in a social cause um so it does work really well on that level um but i think also because robert dias is so unglamorous a brand (laughs) it's like i don't think i'd even be aware of robert dias if it wasn't for this funny advert oh really and i think it's like an it's like a stalwart of a brand it's just um it's for dad i think it's huh no it's like practical stuff dads love robert dias yeah 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 i guess so it's like for practical stuff yeah. Um, I guess because also the thing about when you announce your sexuality in Robert Dias, you're also making us kind of think about, you know, sex. And I think <laughs> aligning sex with Robert Dias is not something which you would naturally expect. It's and I just quite rate that. Cells. Yeah. yeah, it's I mean, kind of like sexuality cells. Um, yeah. And... I would just say, yeah, I think, you know, folks, again, go ahead and watch it. It's a really interesting piece of art, um, parody, um, cinema. It deserves Um, its own fucking episode. Like, yeah. It does. We have not scratched the surface. We have not done it justice. So, Faye, tell me, what's your fave ad? My favourite Christmas ad, and one of my favourite ads ever, is from about six years ago, and it's a Curry's ad. 
the electronics brand in the UK with Jeff Goldblum in it, and it's called Spare the Act. I fucking love Jeff Goldblum. But this, the, the whole premise of the ad is basically lots of vignettes, so there's a few different versions of a couple. One of them gives a gift. The gift is a bit shit, and Jeff Goldblum kind of crawls out to give them an acting lesson and tells them to pretend it's you know something that they would actually want from Curry's. So pretend it's a coffee machine. And then the whole tagline is spare the act, because presumably if you go to Curry's and buy someone a present, they'll love it and no one will have to act. But so that's a kind of rubbish summary. But like Jeff Goldboom is such an enigma. And honestly, I can't watch even the first few frames. It's like the bounty app with just without just cracking up. So we'll link them. Um, Foot talc is my favorite one. But uh, yeah, it's, I, I, the I feel one. like... It's, it's so good. I wonder if they just let Jeff Goldblum like ad lib all over it. Cause he just pops up and he's like, hi, I'm Jeff Goldblum. It's just excellent. And yeah, maybe again, I was trying to evaluate these ads from a sort of advertising point of view. Um, this one, again, you can probably take curries out of it, but the, pro- the product is at the center of it. So, you know, bravo. I still think it's excellent. And I don't know why they haven't reused it. Yeah, it's funny because I think both of the curries ones now are pretty um... boring. They play it pretty straight. It's yeah. kind of like, oh, here's a TV. I'd um, love to know if, like, I'd love to know how well that advert did. And, you know, was it controversial in Curry's? Did, I, I would really like to know a lot more about that advert as well. So, so we'll see. Maybe in the new year. Faye, if you were to be put in charge of a Christmas advertising campaign, <laughs> which one would you like to be put in charge of? What, one that already exists? Or, like, oh, you mean, like, just in, brand? A, pro- a brand has come to me. Is it Faye? Here is one um, billion pounds. Wow. Well, it wouldn't be John Lewis and it wouldn't be Aldi because they're, no, there's too much too riding high. on them. Um, I don't know. Probably something random. Maybe like, oh, I'll tell you what, Greg's. Greg's, 100% with their like sausage roll in the manger and, you know, a- any brand of the like that has a bit of license to go a bit kind of out there. Have a know? giggle. Have a giggle, exactly. Nothing too serious. Nothing too like cringe and and yeah just and schmaltzy just giggle and may i ask mm. who would be your celebrity cameo um oh excellent question uh james acaster <laughs> james acaster in a for your greg's effort yeah okay yeah how come you like sweet things so it might might not fit but um have a donut <laughs> yeah that's true they do make donuts um maybe he wouldn't want to go anywhere near baked goods again after the bake-off but yeah i just think again like you have a celebrity that can perform and that can get people to laugh the script can be shit <laughs> the script could be terrible and the ad's still great so yes yeah, half the battle makes my job easier lovely okay so, so it's, James, a great if you're <laughs> it's 2021 what's the central truth that we're going to take away from that um Donuts Magic. Are <laughs> Donuts that's, are nice. That's not timely, Faye. It's got to be timely. It? Um, it's 2021, so um, eat a donut. Have one donut and you'll... What's that fish proverb? Give a man a donut and he'll eat well for Christmas, but give a man a Greg's voucher and he'll, and he'll eat, eat well at another later point. Confucius said. Yes. <laughs> or you could just go for like a really bold health claim like uh, sausage roll, veggie sausage rolls deplete your chance of getting COVID. Sure. Just, you know, 
Sure. Are there you, rules against you want to get that pass, pass clear cast, be my guest. But uh, yeah, not on my watch. Excellent. Well, it kind of seems, Faye, like the moral of the story for you, at least, is that you prefer the funny Christmas adverts. Yes. Give you a pun. Yes. And you're happy. And yours. Give you some schmaltz. Mm. You, you turn clear off. Yeah, not for me. I'm so happy that we are approaching Christmas. I know. Together. Together. Magically. <laughs> Let's not jinx anything now. <laughs> That's the other thing I thought about the adverts. Like, if a lockdown was brought in immediately <laughs> beforehand, you have, like, you know, Uh-oh. your Tesco advert being like, nothing's going to stop us. They have Don't Stop Me Now in the background. You have, like, Argos being like, bobbles to, like, you know, last year or whatever. We're going to enjoy it. You have all these adverts which wow. are just about... <laughs> how we're going to have like a really good time this year. But it could shift very quickly, especially if you're making well, this months in advance. Maybe, ladies and gentlemen, that's where the island super value adverts time to be to shine because it's just so fucking sad <laughs> <laughs> that it reflects the mood, everybody. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, on that note, on that lovely ho, 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 ho. Merry <laughs> Christmas, one and all. God bless us. Everyone. Everyone. Oh, you want to know my other alternative opening, Faye? Go on. Where we think maybe Christmas is something you can buy in a store. Oh, lovely. That's uh, The Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh. <laughs> the little reference. But they say the opposite. That's why it's so funny. I was doing a little joke. Oh, little anyway, joke. <laughs> thank you, listeners. Thank um, you. If you enjoyed this episode, tell a friend. If you didn't enjoy this episode... Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Maybe It'll be our Christmas secret. secret. You can explore our back catalogue. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a little review. Um, you can find us on Instagram at how they get you. And yeah, just have a lovely Christmas. And please write to us with any of your oh, Christmas, Christmas advert opinions. <laughs>